Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Welcome to Rosedale Baptist Church on this Sunday morning uh, as we conclude Habakkuk chapter number 3. If you want to turn there, I'll give you a little extra time to uh, find your table of contents to look up Habakkuk and uh, get to chapter number 3. A couple of announcements before we get started. Uh, one, pay attention to all of our uh, media that's going out. Uh, keep close to uh, our Facebook Lives and our rosedalebaptist.org uh, regathering plans. We're trying to communicate it, communicate it, be the best prepared we can with it. Uh, and at the rate it's going now, we should have plenty of time to uh, be able to communicate uh, what that plan uh, looks like. Uh, we're in Habakkuk chapter number three, and, and I've uh, listed a lot of different titles, thought through a lot of different titles. One of them is uh, How to Break Through the Wall. Um, uh, there's a couple others, but the title I want to uh, put to the sermon this morning is uh, What to Do When Things Aren't Getting Any Better. Uh, what to Do When Things Aren't Getting uh, Any Better. In Habakkuk chapter three, he ends on a high note, starts uh, chapter 1 on the lowest note, uh, but the thing that's striking to me is for Habakkuk, nothing changed. For Habakkuk, nothing changed. Uh, God spoke to him, tried to give understanding uh, to him, but nothing changed uh, around him. Uh, look at verse number 16. When I heard, uh, uh, talking a lot about uh, how uh, the intensity of the solution and uh, how the Chaldeans, and, uh, and it's still going to happen. When I heard, my belly trembled, my lips quivered at the voice. Uh, rottenness entered my bones, uh, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. Uh, he has kind of that little parenthetical, I do want to rest in the day of trouble, but uh, when he cometh up to the people, he'll invade them with his troops. The negativity, the different circumstances. Verse 17, although, see that word with me, you ready? Verse 17, although... Nothing changed in these three chapters. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in vines, uh, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no fruit. Although uh, the flocks shall be cut off from the field, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Although nothing changed, verse 18, yet. Say that with me, verse 18, yet. Uh, although nothing changed, yet uh, inside of me everything changed. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and, now notice, uh, that mountain, that mountain, uh, that mountain of a problem, that insurmountable problem wasn't taken away, uh, but God gave him strength to climb that mountain. Uh, the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hind's feet, a type of a deer that's found in those rugged, top-type uh, terrains. Uh, he'll make my feet like hinds feet, uh, and he'll make me to walk upon, to overcome, to be able to climb that insurmountable problem. Uh, he'll make my feet like hinds feet, uh, and he'll make me walk upon mine high places. Do you remember when Habakkuk four weeks ago burst onto the scenes? And I don't want to belabor the point. I think I already have. Uh, when he burst onto the scenes, he was burdened. Uh, in verse 1 of chapter 1. And then uh, verse 2, uh, O Lord, how long shall I cry 
and thou wilt not hear. God, I'm crying out, and you're not hearing. I'm, I'm hurting, and it seems like you're not noticing. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry? Thou wilt not hear. Even cry out. The first word, cry, is an emotional requesting. Second word, cry, talking about volume. It's almost I'm so frustrated, it makes me want to scream. Because of the iniquity of society. Verse number two, violence. Verse three, iniquity, grievance spoiling, violence, strife, uh, contention. Uh, And and so uh, for Habakkuk, uh, he's crying out. He comes onto the scene and uh, and, uh, he's frustrating about uh, all of these things. I'm uh, I'm crying out. It makes me want to scream in frustration because of the iniquity of society, because of the inequity of the system. Verse verse 4, the law is slacked. It's paralyzed. It's not equitable. It, it's not just. Our, our, our legal system is broken. And, and I really do think the two hardest things here for Habakkuk would have been the silence, the lack of an answer for a while. Oh, oh, oh Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? Silence. Revelation 6, the souls of the martyrs that were crying out, uh, uh, verse number uh, uh, 10, uh, uh, crying out loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood upon them that dwell on the earth? And there was silence. I, I think about the psalmist that was going through, and going through the same kind of thing. Uh, chapter 13, when he said, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? And there was silence. I think that probably frustrated or made that, that, that emotional frustration on the inside uh, even worse. Uh, but then when God broke his silence, verse number five, ye will not believe, though it be told you. We're still in chapter one, bursting on the scene. Uh, you see where he started out in this book. Uh, you're not going to believe it, God said. You're not going to believe it. You won't understand it, uh, even if I told you. And, and Habakkuk kind of says, well, try me. Try me. And for the next two chapters, chapter 1, chapter 2, God describes this nation that's worse than them, that uh, is more violent than them, is more, more uh, agnostic, atheistic, polytheistic than, than, than them. Uh, I'm going to use them to come and, and, and to correct and to judge you. Uh, and Habakkuk still frustrating, still crying, that uh, emotion still, still raging inside of him. Uh, not only when there was silence, but then uh, when there was an explanation that he didn't agree with. Uh, I'm so frustrated I want to scream uh, because of the iniquity of society. So frustrated I want to scream uh, because of the inequity of the system. So frustrated uh, I want to scream because of the intensity of the solution. God, art not thou from everlasting? We shall not die, verse 12. Oh, oh Lord, thou hast ordained them. They're the ones that should be punished. He burst to his feet, flipping his chair, raising his voice. I object. I object. And if you listen carefully, you'll hear from heaven that still small voice of God saying, objection overruled. And so here he is. That's how he came in. That's how he came in. And now at the end of the book, at the end of chapter 3, boy, he ends on a high point, and, and for him, nothing changed but inside of him everything changed for him nothing changed but inside of him we're starting a new series next week and it's called 
uh, what tough times teach us. What tough times teach us. Uh, and Habakkuk, during these tough times that were still going on, uh, when things weren't getting any better, when he hit that wall, uh, he learned some things because for him nothing changed, but inside of him everything changed. Right in the middle, chapter 2, verse 4, uh, the just shall live by faith. I, I want to start out giving a concept, uh, then explaining it, applying it, uh, but uh, it's the phases of fatigue, the phases of fatigue. If you have your outline, write it down. Uh, the first phase is emotional exhilaration. We all go through this cycle, uh, emotional uh, exhilaration. The second phase uh, is a faith erosion, uh, a faith uh, erosion. In, in fact, uh, Blackaby would call it a crisis of faith. Uh, Godin uh, wrote a book called The Dip. Groeschel applies it uh, to this type of an event here. Uh, and, and it's basically, number one, uh, there's an emotional exhilaration, uh, but then there almost is always a faith erosion. And what you do there is what allows you to have that spiritual explosion going to greater heights than you've ever been to. It's what you do in that dip, uh, what you do in that crisis of belief, uh, what you do when you hit that wall, uh, what you do when things aren't getting any better. It's what you do there. Uh, for example, if we uh, get saved, we start walking with God. It's an emotional exhilaration. Things couldn't be any better. Uh, this is unbelievable. It is great. Uh, but then, if we're not careful, uh, yea, and all they that will live godly shall suffer persecution. In this world, ye shall have tribulation. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Uh, we'll have that, that dip, that dip, that, that crisis of belief, that, that hitting the wall when things aren't getting any better. It's what you do there, what you do there. Uh, I think about uh, those that begin tithing and the windows of heaven open. Uh, God pours out a blessing and pays the bills and supplies the finances and takes care of the need and uh, just doing, so maybe you signed up for recurring online giving, uh, you should sign up for uh, recurring online giving, uh, that emotional exhilaration, but almost always there's that cycle that we all go through, that, that dip when, hey, I'm still tithing, uh, I'm still generously living, uh, but, but there, uh, I, I can't make ends meet, it's getting tight, it seems like it's just not going like it was. What you do there in the dip, when you hit that wall, when things aren't going any better, it's what you do there that has everything to do with where you end up here. Uh, maybe you started being faithful to church or faithful to Bible reading, and again, in the same way, soaring, emotional exhilaration. Emotional exhilaration, that's phase one. Uh, but then, but then, uh, there are some troubles. Maybe you get a criticism. Maybe someone uh, pushes back. That faith erosion, what you do there, uh, has everything to do with number three. Do you experience that spiritual uh, explosion when you hit that wall? Uh, when uh, that crisis of uh, belief happened for you? Uh, when you dive into that dip? When things aren't getting any better? Uh, what you do there, and by the way, far too many quit there. Walk away from God there. Uh, end up dragging up there. But it's right there when uh, God runs to Habakkuk and slows him down, calms him down. 
Habakkuk 2.1. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon uh, the tower. I will watch to see what he will say unto me. He's listening. He's calming. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord, verse 2, answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the tables. He's simplifying. He's giving. He's slowing. He's, he, he's calming. Uh, they're interacting. For the vision, verse 3, is yet for an appointed time. Boy, be patient. Just calm down. Uh, but at the end, it will speak, not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it, sh- it will surely come. Boy, he's slowing him down. In that dip, uh, in, that, in, in that, when he hit that wall, uh, right, right there, right there, uh, when things aren't getting any better, God, God's coming along and saying, hey, Habakkuk, the just shall live by his faith. Chapter 2, verse 4, right in the middle of that dip, right in the middle of that crisis of belief, right in the middle of that when things aren't getting any better, uh, when you're taking that, that dive down, that, 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 that hitting that wall, the just shall live by his faith. Hey, Habakkuk, put your entire faith in God. Your complete and entire faith in God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And nothing changed, but for Habakkuk here, nothing had to change. No explanation would help here, but for Habakkuk here, he didn't need any explanation because the shift happens here in that crisis of belief when you hit that wall, when things aren't getting any better, that emotional exhilaration, that faith erosion, that faith erosion, that challenging time when you uh, hit that wall, boy, right there, right there, uh, if you live by faith, if you give God the benefit of the doubt, if you lean on him, if you don't need an explanation, right here uh, is when you can have that spiritual explosion going to the greatest heights you've ever been. Job, Job hit that wall. Uh, Job had a time when things weren't getting any better. Uh, Job, Job uh, absolutely dove into a dip, absolutely had that crisis of faith. You remember. He started out that emotional exhilaration. Job, that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Uh, Job had seven sons and three daughters. Job, uh, his substance was blessed. He had a very great household. Uh, This man was the greatest of all men uh, of the East, that that, uh, emotional exhilaration, but in one chapter's time... Boy, he dove into that dip. He hit that wall. He hit that wall. Uh, For runners, uh, that cycle, they'll hit that wall. They'll they'll hit that wall. Uh, Cyclist, cyclist. Little known fact, I I rode a, a cycled across Iowa from west to east. It was five days, uh, about 100 miles per day. Uh, And for anyone that wonders, uh, Iowa is not flat as you're cycling across Iowa uh, and there's something that happens when you hit that wall. I can't push through. I, I, I can't. It's just getting uh, too hard. Uh, runners hit that wall. Cyclists hit that wall. Uh, but then you catch your second wind. Uh, some believe it's more uh, psychological where uh, you're hitting your stride. Psychological where you tune in. But many believe it's more physiological where uh, your breathing evens. Your, your pores are opening. The uh, oxygen level in your blood is leveling. Your endorphins are running. Runners will call it a runner's high. Uh, when they hit that wall, they break through that wall, and they catch their second wind. Uh, it's the same thing as that, that, that uh, uh, dip kind of a 
uh, mentality, they, they hit that wall, they break through that wall, and, and they catch their second wind. Job, Job doing great emotional exhilaration, but then he hit that wall, he, he hit that wall, uh, and, and everything lost it all in one chapter's time. Not only his kids, not only his capital, not only his financial kingdom, uh, but also boils from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. Uh, he would take pottery uh, shards and scrape to find relief, sitting in an ash heap uh, to try to find relief. Uh, and then his wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? Boy, right there. Uh, right there, critical time, critical time, when things aren't getting any better. Critical time, critical time. When you hit that wall, and I really do believe that the turning point for, for Job was uh, much like Habakkuk when uh, the just shall live by faith, the, the just shall live by faith, uh, right in the middle of, uh, of Job, though he slay me, uh, even if it's God uh, that, that is driving me there, even if it's God uh, that's killing, uh, even if God kills me, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Boy, that faith that says, Lord, I didn't get an explanation, but I don't really need an explanation. Uh, Lord, I know that nothing's changed, but, but, but Lord, I really don't need anything to change because I'm going to trust you in good times and in bad times. I'm going to trust you in uh, healthy times and in sickness times. God, I'm going to place my faith in you. And when we do that, Job soared out of that dip, hit that wall, broke through that wall, uh, and at the end of Job was given twice as much as he ever had, uh, ten more kids, the blessings of God uh, upon his life. Listen. When your circumstances are causing you to throw your hands up in the air out of frustration, lift your hands a little higher in faith and give God the benefit of the doubt. When circumstances are calling you to throw your hands up in the air, frustration, lift your hands a little higher in faith to the Lord and say, God, I trust you. I, I give you the benefit of the doubt. I place my entire faith in you. You go from, yes, emotional exhilaration, and then that faith erosion that, that we all, that cycle we all go through down here, what you do there, will cause whether you have that spiritual explosion. Psalm 27, the Habakkuk had it, uh, and then Job had it, but then uh, David had it. Uh, the emotional exhilaration of Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? But then he hit a wall. Uh, but then, then that, that crisis of faith, that, that, that faith erosion, when verse 2, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh. Three, though a host should encamp against me. Five, for in time of trouble. Six, my enemies are round about me. Ten, when my father and mother forsake me. Twelve, deliver me not over to the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me. Well, he goes from that emotional exhilaration to what we all go through, uh, that, that faith erosion, and what you do there. When you dive into the dip, uh, when you have that crisis of faith, uh, when you hit that wall, when you hit that wall, when things aren't getting any better, uh, in verse number 13, uh, he said, I'd fainted unless, unless I believed to see, uh, unless I placed my faith in Christ, 
placed my trust in God. I'd fainted unless I believed to see that faith. Job said, uh, uh, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Uh, Habakkuk said, the just shall live by faith. Listen, it's not really faith when we're trusting God during the good times. (laughs) Things are great. Uh, When our job is perfect, when our uh, health couldn't be any better, when uh, everything is just like we would want, I'm not sure we're trusting God or trusting our success, trusting our finances, trusting the good times, trusting trusting the benefits and blessing. It's during those down times when things aren't getting any better, when we uh, are uh, in that dip, that crisis of belief, that uh, erosion of faith. There during that time, boy, that's the time we prove whether we're uh, worshiping him because he's worthy or whether we're worshiping because we're wealthy. We're uh, worshiping uh, because he's holy, or uh, we're worshiping because we're healthy. And that dip, that dip right there, uh, I had fainted unless I believed to see. Uh, I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and that's where that spiritual explosion God blessing him uh, even uh, greater. God using him uh, even more. Uh, God enlarging him uh, to where he had even more influence. Habakkuk uh, went through that cycle. Uh, Job uh, went through that cycle. Uh, David, David uh, went through that cycle. Uh, 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 James talks about that cycle. James 1, 2, my brethren, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Things couldn't be any better. It's like I'm talking person to person with God. Uh, Count it all joy when ye fall. When ye fall into diverse temptations, possible uh, erosion of faith. When ye uh, fall, uh, when heaven is brass and you feel like your prayers bounce off the ceiling. When ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith. There it is again. That, that same word, Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. Uh, Job, I, 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 though he slay me, yet will I trust. Faith, faith, uh, trust in him. Uh, David, I, I fainted unless I believe, believe, faith, trust uh, in him. And, and there it is. Knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Well, I hope you get that concept, that concept. Uh, Almost all of us that have ever been used by God, uh, almost anyone who who has ever uh, thrived in in the Lord's work has gone through that that cycle, that cycle, hitting that wall, hitting that wall, needing to break through that wall, catching your second wind. And someone would say, well, pastor, I'm kind of getting it, understanding it, but, but doesn't that oversimplify it? Just have faith in God. Just have faith in God. I need something I can grab hold of, something tangible. Uh, and let me give you three ways to tangibly work this out, work this out in your life. Uh, what do you do when uh, you hit that wall? Uh, what do you do in a crisis of faith? Uh, what do you do when uh, things couldn't be any better? Uh, getting, uh, couldn't, things aren't getting any better. Things couldn't be worse uh, when things aren't getting any better. Hey, what do you do then? Boy, how do you exercise that faith? Put down number one, if you will. Remember what God's done. Remember who God is. Remember. And when you hit that wall, remember what God's done. Remember who God is. Look at Habakkuk 3.1. A prayer of Habakkuk. 
It's a prayer of Habakkuk. Now keep in mind, uh, for him, communicating with God wasn't him just saying words. It it was also listening uh, to those words. Chapter 2, verse 2, the Lord answered him. Chapter 3, verse 2, O Lord, I have heard thy speech. He's communing, he's talking, uh, he's conversating. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work. I remember your work. I remember the blessings. I remember what you did in the past. Now revive, please, my prayer. Revive, renew, refresh. Revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. Revive thy work. Renew thy work. Refresh thy work. He's remembering it. His prayer was, revive thy worker. Renew thy worker. Refresh thy worker. But, but when you hit that wall, boy, make sure you remember who God is. Make sure you remember what God's done. Look at the laundry list that he gives us of God's miracles. Verse 3, God came from Teman, and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. Uh, it's the place that God took Israel after he parted the Red Sea. They came through. And on the backside of that, Moses and Miriam just lifting up praise to God. So he's remembering God's mercy. He's remembering God's greatness. Verse 4. And his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand. There was the hiding of his power. The hiding of his power. Boy, I think he's remembering when when God placed Moses in the cleft of the rock, covered him with his hand, walked by, and, and Moses was able to see the glories of God. The glories of God. Hiding him uh, in the cleft of the rock, uh, he uh, had horns come out of his hand. Uh, there was a hiding uh, of his power. Or it may be as simple as Psalm 144, uh, the hiding, the hiding of his power. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, my goodness, uh, my, my fortress, my, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust. He's remembering who God is. Boy, he's remembering what God's done. And when you hit that wall, boy, make sure. When things aren't getting any better, make sure you remember who God is. Make sure you remember what God's done. Verse 5, before him went the pestilence and burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He beheld and drove asunder the nations. Now note the phrase, and the everlasting mountains were scattered. He didn't remove the mountain for for Habakkuk, but it wasn't because he couldn't remove the mountain for Habakkuk. He didn't remove the mountain for Habakkuk, that insurmountable problem, but it wasn't because he couldn't, because here the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. And again, Habakkuk hitting that wall uh, in that dip. uh, When things couldn't, they're not getting any better. But he remembered, he remembered who God was. Uh, He remembered what God's done. T'was grace, t'was grace through many dangers, toils and snares. I have already come. T'was grace that brought me safe thus far. And grace will lead me home, remembering who God is, remembering what God's done. When things aren't getting any better, when you hit that wall, when uh, you dive into that dip, when uh, you have that crisis of belief. One of the times for me was when I switched directions collegiately, when 
Uh, I had a full ride to the University of Iowa, every penny paid. But then uh, when I was saved my senior year, God called me to pastor uh, going to a non-accredited Bible college. The financial landscape totally shifted. And there came a time before I uh, went off to college that I really hit that wall. I really dove into that dip, that crisis of faith. I I don't know that I can make it. I I don't know that I'm going to be able to get through it. Uh, And I fell on my face in the living room, opened the Bible, uh, and it opened to Psalm 121, uh, and it was as if the Lord was writing this psalm in my heart. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Uh, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, neither the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out, thy coming in. From this time forth, even forevermore, I stood up with a renewed courage and I went to Bible college. I, was, I got a job to where not only did God provide for every need that I had, paid every school bill that I had, uh, he gave me a job where I was able to also pay uh, a, a girl's name by Charlene Chapel, her school bill. And then uh, I also paid a couple of Charlene's sisters' uh, school bills and then a, a couple of others. Brothers, I counted up one time. Uh, the Lord had so provided that thing I was nervous about, hitting that wall, that crisis of belief, uh, so provided that, that I was able to pay all or parts of 16 different people's school bills many of which are in the ministry today. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He gives good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And when I hit a wall, I think back and I remember who God is. I remember what God's done. Uh, 23 years ago, in fact, today, uh, this Sunday, it's actually tomorrow, uh, is our 23rd anniversary at Rosedale Baptist Church. Uh, We're going into uh, our 24th year of ministry. I did not think I would do that with an empty auditorium, but but, uh, we're going into 23 uh, years today. Uh, I, I remember back when we first came and the church was a week away from receivership. Uh, people that uh, were looking to pastor didn't send resumes in. Uh, it was in that bad of shape. The turbulence, the turmoil, uh, the uncertainty. But then I watched how uh, God finished, built the second auditorium. Uh, expanding parking, building, buying, renovating. Over these years, uh, expanding to over right now, a uh, 100,000 square feet of buildings for ministry uh, buying, renovating uh, uh, the facility, God building Family Life Center, God building Educational Wing, uh, God completing Third Auditorium, all the while growing a school and a congregation, all the while seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds baptized, thousands saved. Boy, when I hit a wall today, number one, I, I need to remember who God is. Uh, Number one, I need to remember what God's done. Uh, When things don't look like they're getting any better, I I need to stop and remember who God is. He's always been faithful. Who God is, he's always provided every step of the way. And 
what God's done. We're talking about what to do when things aren't getting any better. Uh, What to do when you hit that wall. Uh, What to do when you have that crisis of faith. He goes on, remembering. Verse 9, thou didst cleave the earth with rivers. Is that uh, the water from the rock? Uh, Or is that the Red Sea parting? Uh, The mountains saw thee, they trembled. Uh, And is that Mount Sinai? When he came down, it was altogether on smoke and quake. Uh, The overflowing of the waters passed by. The deep uttered his voice. Is that Noah's flood? Uh, And lifted up his hands on high. Verse 11, uh, the sun, moon, stood still in their habitation. Uh, Is that the battle of Joshua when the sun stood still? But understand, here he is. For him, nothing changed. But when he hit that wall, when things weren't getting any better, he stopped. He remembered who God is. He remembered, he remembered what? God's done. Uh, and he concludes that little passage, verse 15, where he started, Thou didst walk through the, the sea, the Red Sea, with thine horses through the heap of great waters. And so, number one, uh, when you hit that wall, uh, when you uh, have that crisis of belief, when you dive into the dip, when uh, it looks like things aren't getting any better, remember, say it with me, remember, turn to the person that's sitting on your couch in your living room and say, Remember who God is. Remember what God's done. Verse 16, not only remember, number two, receive. Receive what God is doing now. Uh, Remember what he's done. Remember who he is. Number two, receive what God's doing now. Look at verse 16. When I heard, when that explanation is given, when I heard, My belly trembled, my lips quivered at thy voice, rottenness entered into my bones. I I trembled in myself that I might, here it is, that I might rest. I'm going to receive what he's doing. Receive what he's doing. Uh, What tough times teach us, starting next week, kind of starting this week, uh, what tough times teach us, not only remember who he is, what he's done, but also receive what he's doing today. Be patient. That I might rest, look at the phrase, that I might rest in the day of trouble, there's still going to be troubling days. There's still going to be troubling days. There's still going to be insurmountable uh, uh, obstacles, and God doesn't always remove them, though he could. Sometimes God strengthens us or uses these times to teach us. Let patience have her perfect work. Let patience have her perfect work. Remember, receive, Number three, rejoice in what God will do. It may not seem like things are getting better now, but they will. It may seem like you're still down in that dip and not climbing out of that dip, but you will. Boy, rejoice in what God will do. Look at verse 17. Although nothing has changed. Look at 17, say it. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit Uh, be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no fruit. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. There shall be no herd in the stalls, although, although, nothing's changed. Verse 18, say it, yet, yet, inside of me, everything's changed. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I I will joy in the God of my salvation. Even though the fig tree is still not blossoming, blossoming, even though uh, the fruit's still not on the vine, uh, even uh, though uh, the olives still fail, the fields still yield no uh, meat, uh, even though uh, the flock will be cut off, 
Yet, yet, will I rejoice in the Lord. I'll still praise him and worship him and walk with him and trust him and, and, and express my love to him. Although things don't look like they're getting any better. Yet, yet, I'm going to rejoice and praise and worship. Even though the finances are tight. Even though I'm still at a loss of a job. Even though cancer is still invading the body. Even though the economy is still wobbling. Even though Baltimore County is still shut down. Even though, yet, well, I still trust him and love him. Why? Because I'm going to, when I hit that wall, I'm going to remember I'm going to rest and I am going to rejoice in what God will do. I hope you understand, anyone that's ever been used by God has gone through that cycle. Uh, anyone that's ever been blessed by God has gone through that cycle, ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs, diving into that dip uh, until they respond with pure trust, pure reliance, leaning heavily upon him, uh, and that's when they shoot off the charts. When you hit that wall, run right through that wall, uh, and catch your second wind spiritually. 19, we're done. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet. Uh, and he will make me to walk upon high places. Uh, he didn't remove that, that high place. He didn't remove that, that mountain. He didn't remove that uh, insurmountable challenge. Hey, he could have. We saw that in verse number 6. But for Habakkuk's sake, he left it and gave him strength and maturity in order to climb to the heights, to the heights, to the heights of those mountaintops. The view's always better on the mountaintop. And it's not because God came and answered all the questions that he had. It's not because God came and changed anything that was around him. It's that inside of him, he didn't have to have any answers. Inside of him, he didn't have to have anything change to trust him, to love him, to walk with him, to worship him, to express his love for him. Boy, it's in those dips. When you hit that wall, that crisis of faith, boy, be careful. Be careful. Don't, don't run. Don't drag up. Don't walk away. Don't push away. The just shall live by faith. Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. David, I'd fainted unless I believed to see. That believed is he, James. The trying of your faith. And practically, it's when we remember who he is, what he's done. Uh, and then we rest in what he's doing, and then we rejoice in what he's going to do. Hey, I understand that uh, this isn't just about uh, the COVID, the shutdown. I, I understand that two years ago, five years ago, two years from now, five years from now, we're all still going to have those times where we hit that wall. Uh, we're all going to have times where we we feel like, boy, that dip, that, that downtime, that, that faith erosion, that crisis of belief, that, that, that time when things don't look like they're getting any better. What you do there, what you do there, 
I'm glad that God doesn't just lead us beside the still waters and make us to lie down in green pastures and lead us in the paths of righteousness. Yea, even when, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Won't you trust him this morning? Just express your love to him this morning. In everything, give thanks. Be thankful. Be thankful. Grateful. Express that to him today. And let's decide when we hit that wall, when we're diving into that dip, that crisis of faith, when things don't look like they're getting any better, remember, rest, and rejoice. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.